usual cold open nonsense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's going to be hard to get back into the habit of uh, yeah things. You know, it's been such a long extended <laughs> break, six weeks, six weeks. Yeah, if anything, like you know, uh, I know. Well, in fair, in fairness. I did kind of, you know, for our mental health, we did kind of need to take that one. After. Much, much strife. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we had to put up with that SummerSlam main event. Oh, God. Um, there was... Great match, sh- shitty main event. Oh, yeah, sh- yeah. Shitty finish, I should say. It'd be like if you were having sex with a really attractive human. Yeah. And at the end of it, instead of coming, you both shit yourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's what the end of Essentially. the SummerSlam main event. You know, you're just like, yeah. oh, this is amazing, amazing, amazing. I shit myself. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, that weird mix of shame yeah. and uh, just self-hatred and all that. <laughs> company shitting yourself. And uh, if you're kind of kind of listener out there, and you haven't shit yourself. What you are is a liar. Yeah. So you can you add abs- your. Yeah, you know, all you Canaanites out there who claim <laughs> Canaanites. Yeah, who claim you've never shit yourself. Yeah. We all know the truth. Yeah, you've every, shit yourself. Everybody shit themselves. Yeah. It's just the way the world. Or, or even if it's just one of those ones where you know it's it's a warm day out and you didn't wipe as thoroughly as you should. Yeah, and you get just the a little bit uh, left. Get the slime. Exactly. You don't, <laughs> you don't need that in your life or in your arse crack either. No, no, no. <laughs> This isn't the Veronica Moser hour, though. <laughs> that is, unfortunately, I do know the name of the number one scat porn actress. <laughs> really? Yeah, I remember back in college, I, I read a, uh, a Wikipedia article mm. about her. Because I was reading about, like, global sexuality. Yeah. And it was there going, and of course, the uh, the Bavarian peoples are yeah. quite popular amongst the Corbophagia enthusiasts yeah and um, this woman's name came up and I read her biography and I'm not kidding I've never been more horrified by someone's biography like (laughs) like and we we've all we've all read Hitler's Wikipedia page at some point. I've read fucking uh, what was this uh, Nemesis and Hubris? <laughs> yeah, the double bill biography of Hitler, like you know. <laughs> and I still wasn't as horrified as I was by Miss yeah. Moser's fucking. Uh, are 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 we talk are we talking like absolute you know winter of the soul level horror? Oh God! Like look, there is a reason for this to be in here though. Mm. Uh, it's not just a. A non sequitur about the most horror. Uh, okay. Don't look at my notes. Sorry, sorry, right? I apologize. But uh, there's a character in this film that has a relevancy to Miss Moser. All right. But um, anyway, uh, what's uh, how's life been treating yourself uh, uh, in the last few weeks? Life has been treating me good. Uh, I was playing. I was playing the Galway Fringe, as you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I did about four or five gigs. Did some of the best gigs in my life and made a sum total of about fifty quid. So, you know, it's, you know, my career is doing well. Yeah, You yeah. know, my career is shooting You might have done roof. a little bit better if you'd actually sucked some dick for cash. I think I might have. You might have made 50 quid for two, I don't know now. Yeah. I don't, I, look, I'm guessing you're an inexperienced uh, fellatio technician. Uh, yeah, my, well, I did do the job bridge on it, but, yeah, um, you know, okay. it was... You'd be teeth in the first two and yeah. they give you a flavour of pop. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. Um, you know, I'd say once you put your fucking back into it, you'd become a great cocksucker. Quite literally. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it's all about the core. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, what was it? But enough say? about Wade Barrett. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Oh, the core. Oh. Oh, my God. The the, the flavourless, low-fat ice cream of wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, pretty much. But, uh... 
I mean, obviously, I should mention, like, if this is your first episode of the Canon mm-hmm. Canon, um, I'm Johnny Capcom, and you would be Sean Sheridan. Hello. And, um, yeah, this is for a podcast where we uh, run down the canon of canon films. Yeah. See, the, now, you can't tell, but I, I pronounced the different spellings mm. in those words. Um, they sound very similar, I know, but true listeners, the guys who've been with us since Invasion USA, yeah. they know the difference. They know my inflections at this point. Like, Oh, yeah, but you, you have to think, a lot of our listeners are not Irish people so you know the the subtleties of your inflection they just hear potato potato potato, potato yeah yeah you know and plowing championships hurling yeah. you know and, that's all they hear and uh, alcoholism alcoholism and, uh, which I can't blame them like you yeah. know sure I mean that's all they know like you know yeah and especially when you travelled over there and you know confirmed that for them oh, it's like when I listen to uh, American podcasts yeah. all I hear is Rodney King police brutality <laughs> you know school shooting <laughs> Uh, second time of school shootings in Raw. Yeah, for some that, that seems to be a running theme in this show. You know, I don't know why. That's what we should do. We should start up a Twitter feed, and it's just countries, but it's just the hashtags that define that country. Yeah, and like Ireland is just like Johnny Logan hashtag <laughs> uh, Marty Whelan hashtag. Oh God, Marty Whelan! You know, hashtag winning streak. Yeah, and uh, eagle-eared viewers, of course, yeah. will remember winning yeah. streak from the break. And, uh, yeah, and. Um, you know, win and streak, Mar- you know, Johnny Logan, The Ra, you know, things Ra, like that. Course, uh, we, we do we do stuff Finn like that. Finn Balor. All, Absolutely. All the things we're proud of. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not mm. boil down a culture? Uh, oh, absolutely. To, uh, to oh, a hashtag. And uh, yeah. by the way, if you if you want to learn something, you know, oddly specific about Irish culture, go on Google Images and type in Marty Morrissey. You will see the ugliest Irish man in the world, and you know that's an achievement. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, um, the it's been a while since we mm. sat down to record. I'll be honest with you, the uh, there was a bit of strife here mm. in the in the Canon household yeah. that we had to take care of, but we won't go into that. Absolutely. Um, we had to. Don't worry, me and Sean weren't breaking up. No, no. <laughs> no <laughs> don't worry about that. Right, but uh, you know, this relationship is as strong as ever. I'll have you know, solid <laughs> as a rock. <laughs> but. Um, we had to take care of some shit, and on top of that, I'll be honest with you. After watching the Barbarians, I didn't watch uh, want to watch another film for at least two or three weeks. Yeah, I like I I went to see Inside Out, and I nearly got thrown out because I just started roaring at the screen. If he starts, if he starts donkeying, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, well, he just thought the Barbarian Brothers are going to turn up. Yeah, I, oh, they they haunted me, man. They were fucking awful. Yeah. They were well, so to be honest bad. With you, Canon wasn't far from my heart because. Yeah. I was walking around recently thinking um, about canon sequels. Yeah. You know, like, Runaway Train, right? The film yeah. that we're going to discuss today. Yeah. Um, and, spoiler alert, it's fucking amazing. Oh, hell yes. But, um, the... That film is a complete original there. Like, you know, I mean, you can't get more original than that. Mm. But I was thinking more about... Uh, thinking about canon sequels, like, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, I was thinking... They, they did really did like it's so weird when you look back on it and you know reading people's perspectives from Israel and stuff mm. as well about the Golden Globes like these two Israeli guys come across to America and basically redefine Hollywood in some respects yeah one but their business models mm. but two by adding sequels to the canon of several popular films yeah absolutely you know and um, 
mean, the Dead Wish series. Of course. Obviously, uh, I've got a bit of an aside about that in a second. But, like, you know, I started thinking about, like, if what other, like, uh, thinking, like, unwanted sequels. Yeah. Like, because let's face it, Death Wish 2 was an unwanted sequel. That is true. And I started thinking of, of, of other unwanted sequels, and just hear me out here. Okay. Uh, the first, Back with the Wind. What, where Red decided he does give a damn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, and, you know, he has to give a damn yeah. because Richard Lynch <laughs> is somehow involved. <laughs> Uh, 13 Angry Men <laughs> aka Mega Jewelry <laughs> which is kind of a perjury pun yeah I you like know? it uh, Birdman Returns <laughs> uh, that's a more recent film like, yeah because you know? that's what Birdman needs a fucking a new a sequel entry like you know <laughs> and the last one and I'll be honest with you they'd be stretching with this one but I'm sure yeah. Menachem could justify it North by Northeast. <laughs> like you know just films that don't need sequels and uh the the like I don't know I like myself and good brother who uh, edits the show as uh, we've mentioned many times before we were talking about uh, an entry into the um and uh, like how to bring back a beloved franchise of our youth like, mm. you know uh, I was thinking like they should redo a version and I think I've got the man to play Menachem right yeah. but we were like let's write a, ver- a, a sequel or a threequel if you will mm. an unwanted sequel to the Weekend of Bernie's franchise okay right and we're saying Weekend of Bronson's <laughs> and it's set in the weekend yeah. where Charles Bronson died but Menachem Golan and Yoram Globus are trying yeah. to convince financiers that he's still alive so they can make Dead Wish 6 for a second there I thought you were going to go Weekend at Bernie's 3 it's really starting to pong <laughs> no but like just imagine that they're like and here's who I want to play Monachum Golan yeah Patton Oswald. that would be brilliant that would actually be brilliant and if you could get um, Christian Bale from uh, American Hustle to be your and like, <laughs> yes like, I'm just saying lads oh pay Winda you can have that idea as long as we get points yeah I'm... and um you know, I just I just want to mention in the credits for that one. That that'd be nice. It was just when I when we were laughing our asses off thinking about it, and I was just there going like, you know, what, just the image of Menachem Golan mm. like moving Charles Bronson's arms around, and going, "He's good to go, he's good to go," <laughs> you know. And uh, you know, oh, like, you know, and just like and just like a team of people doing animatronics on him. Oh, I did know? have to get Kenny Omega in to fight him. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that any, you know. Kenny hey, Kenny, Omega, you believe in Jesus? Kenny Omega or Okoda Bushi have to come in and do their magic around yeah. him. Like, you know. I, I, I did have an idea for for an unnecessary sequel myself that Canon could do. Yeah. Uh, big trouble in China. <laughs> Ron's a runaway train. Um, this uh, film is uh, damn sight different than uh, the stuff we've covered before. Yeah. Where, like, you know, we've done Invasion USA, we've done Enter the Ninja, we've done American Ninja, we've done fucking Dead Wish 2 and Breaking and all these weird, you know, genre pictures. Yeah. And uh, this is, like, a complete canon original 
drama film, mm. you know, uh, directed by Andrei Ch- Konchalovsky. Yeah. Um, who's a fascinating character in his own right because this guy was a Soviet exile. Yeah. Uh, who came to <coughs> the America and started making films with uh, Golden Globus. Like, uh, the guy, again, is a fascinating life story yeah. as it is. He... And is a fucking very accomplished film. Yeah, he's he's won he's won oh, dozens of awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know he he's won like uh, Pam Pam Doors, you know, best film at Berlin, famous yeah. film festival, things like that. He's won he's won awards in in Soviet cinema stuff like that, and it was all building up to him making the nineteen eighty nine classic Tango and Cash. Was that him? That was him. Fuck. That well, was... well he, he directed like the first three quarters of it and apparently Stallone didn't like him so he brought in some other guy to make the last That's 20 minutes of it. fucking crazy. I know, right? <laughs> so know? Andrei Konchalowski worked with Robert Zadar. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's amazing. That's that's just your your two that's just two of your weird fucking things intersecting there. Yeah. Um, well, Konchalowski like I I guess I've seen Tango and Cash. Yeah. I be honest with you, I didn't really research his, his filmography too much. I just know that he was he was an acclaimed director and was kind of Cannon's boy. Yeah. Like they had like Buzz Davidson. They had um, what's the guy directed Invasion USA? Joe uh, Zito. Joe Zito. Yeah. Uh, they had they had directors like that, like who were not and Toby Hooper, of course. Of course. But uh, like this. Like this Konchalowski was an art house guy yeah and this he was their boy like mm. for lack of a better word yeah. and um you know like this film a uh, John Voight of course uh, starring in it yeah now John Voight as an actor I haven't seen a lot of his work I've seen Mina Kobo was he in he was in The Deer Hunter yeah wasn't he uh, he was in uh, he was in the first Mission Impossible movie oh he, he was, was a, yeah um He's he's done he's he's done some brilliant work. Of course, he's done some utter dross. Of course, well. most famously, yeah. he was in that kung fu dog movie with Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh God, yeah, and the National Treasure series. Then yes, um, you know, but Dad, we didn't find the treasure, but you discovered America, son. <laughs> and uh, he was also the Natural is another one I remember. Yeah, the Natural like. that was that was a very hit and miss movie. I yeah. enjoyed parts of it and other parts. Of, it was well, like, of course, yeah. a biography of Dustin Runnels, <laughs> yeah. uh, circa ninety two, <clears throat> King of the Road. <laughs> but uh, I like yeah. You know, we're gonna need you to put you know, and it, it just ends with Vince Russo with a black with a black and gold turkey wrap. We're gonna need you to throw this on yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got that, but then obviously the other star of this movie, the co-star, I suppose, mm. Eric Roberts. Yeah. Um, very interesting dude, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, has a reputation for being a bit of a. Bit of a scumbag. Yes, However, and he looks it. He does, yeah. But Eric Roberts was always in my cool book mm. because of the best of the best film series. Yes, yes. Like, if you haven't seen, like, oh, fun we're talking about, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. you've seen Best of the Best 1 and 2. If you have to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on here. Uh, best of the Best is fucking awesome. Because yeah. it's about, like, an American karate team training to go up against the baddest Koreans <laughs> yeah. in Korea. Yeah, I mean, you could remake it these days only with StarCraft. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in Best of the Best Part 2, which I think is better almost, right? Because 
Like the first it's film, not. The best, it's not. The first film is a serious sports drama. Exactly. However, the second film is about the characters from the first serious sports drama coming back to America and getting involved in underground super fighting. <laughs> And that's what it is. I mean, Brackus, <laughs> Brackus, the the lead villain in Best of the Best Part Two, mm. like Brackus, is essentially uh, what's his name, the guy who kills Superman, uh, <laughs> Apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. Or Darkseid, or mm. whatever. I can't remember right now. Yeah. I'm sure there's some nerd sitting at home. Yeah. Going, uh, actually, it was you know. It was the guy with the antimatter equation. That was Darkseid. I think of. Well, Darkseid was know. the guy who sent. Yeah. Doomsday. Doomsday. That's Doomsday. the point. That's the point. The the big he has like cool bones on his hands and like he battered Superman to death. Mm. Great I love that cover actually, the one where like it's just Superman's cape flying. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty badass actually, yeah. But uh I I remember thinking why Batman was such a cool hero. I was reading the Justice League comic years later and a bunch of doomsdays ran through a portal Superman shits himself <laughs> he's like oh no and Batman just picks up a hammer and goes come on then come on to fuck <laughs> you know I was like and he doesn't even have superpowers yeah, the, the thing, well the thing about Batman you know might have grown up a billionaire yeah. but he's a sham at heart oh yeah you know Batman I mean? is two seconds away at all times from going out in his backyard and taking his shirt off and yeah. making a call out video oh fuck yeah you know you won't be joking when I get through with you <laughs> tell you that <laughs> I saw you obeying your shitting venom in the back shitting venom in the back <laughs> I'll, venom in the back. I'll say this now yeah alright Harvey yeah. Right? You're talking out two sides of your face. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you this. Your man won't be able to tell one side from the other when I'm done with you. Alright? I'll put sort of baiting on you. Alright? We'll have a few pints, then we'll go into the car park and bait the fuck with you. Now I look at you, alright? Yeah. Uh, when I see you, Raz Al Ghul, and your daughter. Yeah. Okay. What I'd love to do is for me and my son Damien to go into the pub and have points with you and your daughter, and after that we'll fucking bet the shit out of you. There's a Batman here for any man. Yeah. <laughs> right. See young Tim here. Young Tim here. He should be taking his junior cert. But he's uh, he's ready to bet. He's ready to box the fucking face out of your shadow league. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, this man here, Nightwing, yeah. as a young boy, yeah. was out fighting for his money. All right. <laughs> I let these do the talking for me. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I don't know what relevancy that has uh, to anything. That's that's the weirdest aside we've ever gone on. Yeah. I think. There's a Batman here for any man. Someone's got to fight today. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to explain this to our uh, foreign sh- listeners? Well, look, uh, uh, maybe brother will cut something in. Absolutely. Okay, look at the real boss here. I am the real boss, Joe Joyce. Never bet in me life, never will be bet. I'll fight till I'm 75 years of age. Any man is in Ireland, England, no matter where he is, I am the boss of all men. Take that from me, boy. Now, you, Martin Haven, in Longford, I asked you to fight me 11 weeks ago. You said you wouldn't fight. You were in the hospital two days later. You said that. Uh, uh, blood pressure, I died back, you were this or that, and you wouldn't be able to fight me. I went down the road, I had to stay away from my woman's ass for four weeks, couldn't have sex with my woman, over you. I trained for four weeks, you gave the news back, you went in the bathroom and you wouldn't fight me. I have a big old beer belly you're giving me now, but 
When my son Joe gets out, he'll be out Christmas to help my God. And Joe is a woeful man. Joe is a man. He is a man that can fight, right? Michael, you cannot fight because you wouldn't stand to make a fight today with John, right? You cannot fight. There's none of you can fight. Dear Visa, top class young fella, Billy, you're good for nothing. You're giving an excuse about your arm. You haven't got the heart of nothing. I'd like not to go out for about 10 minutes till David would give you a bit. Now, you said, Mickey, you, Mickey, I got this for Longford about you. You went along and said that a big Joe's going out the road. All the neighbors is going out. I wouldn't give a fuck if every neighbor in Ireland went out the road. I'd stay out. And I don't give a shite for ear a man. Hopefully, uh, that was an audio clip of a. Uh, traveler boxing call out video maybe there was maybe. one video. but that's search for that yeah. search for that and uh, we would also like to point out that we are not in any way trying to antagonise the men who made those original videos yeah we we have never had a problem with the travelling community we'd yeah. like to keep it that way we don't want to be attacked like those <laughs> boxers in Northern Ireland yeah I you know hatchets can stay away from me that's yeah. all I'm saying but um yeah anyway we're uh, we should probably <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about uh, about the movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as far as Runaway Train is concerned, mm. uh, my expectations going into it was honestly a great fucking movie. Yeah. You know, I remember as a kid sitting down to watch Runaway Train. Yeah. With my mum, and it was like Saturday night on ITV. I remember the ads that looked amazing. Like, mm. Runaway Train, the Saturday nights, you know. Yeah. And uh, like that's where I saw a lot of kind of movies. I saw Delta Force mm. uh, on ITV on a Saturday night. Oh like, you yeah, know? I remember those nights. And um, you know, I saw like you know, oh, well thankfully I, I never sat down and watched Dead Wish with my mum, but I saw a lot of those movies like when I was a kid, uh, and it, we watched um, Runaway Train, yeah. and the prison riot halfway through or the first twenty five minutes. Mm. My mum was like, "That's too violent. We can't watch That's, this." Like, you know, it's not even much of a prison riot, though. It, I mean, was, you know where you get stabbed. Oh yeah, yeah, like, and it's really gross. And yeah, like, that um, is pretty gross. And uh, she was like, oh, no, no, you're, but, like, "I don't know." But I'd say I'm glad I didn't watch it as a kid because the whole way through, because I think the the ending in particular would be lost on me. Oh yeah, but like the there's so much subtext to this film. And mm. It's uh yeah. I mean, I I'd say what I'm looking forward to the most is. Not talking about the barbarians. Yes. Like, what were your? Uh, well, my my expectations. I I had heard of this film. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it, but as our listeners probably know, this podcast came about because we both watched uh, the Electric Boogaloo documentary, mm-hmm. and it, it just sort of spawned from a conversation from that. Yeah. And in that documentary, when they were talking about the good films that Canon made, yeah, you know, there was like the Deathwish Three Thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but like. You know, the, the, the iconic ones, the ones that really did some business for them mm-hmm. and got their name out there and stuff like that. They were talking about Breaking. They were talking about the Death Wish movies. They talked about, like, Delta Force. Yeah. And at the tippy top, in everyone's estimation, was this film. I was like, I'm very... I was extremely curious to see why that was. Yeah. It's, uh, um... Like, it's got a good reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as well-known as it should be, though. Yeah, this is, like, a... This is a really, like forgotten gem yeah you know i mean people 
when when you have a when you have a discussion about the great movies of the eighties, yeah, oh, this should be yeah. included. Like people talk about Goodfellas, people talk about well, Goodfellas is the nineties. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, but like, you know, people talk about like say. Uh, King of New York, Commando, uh, E.T., all all of those sort of movies. But Debbie Does Dallas. Debbie Does Dallas, of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was 79. Oh, no. <laughs> Fine, then. Uh, insatiable. Sound, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this film never gets mentioned in that conversation, and that's very odd to me. I mean, yeah, uh, anyway, look, it's... I'm assuming you're looking forward to talking about it. I'm looking forward to this. And uh, I hope... Uh, like, I will say one thing, though, right? We haven't really discussed the majority of the film right now. What... For the other movies that we've discussed in the past, okay? Like, with Breakin' and um, Last American Version, to a lesser extent, but, like, you know, Invasion USA, American Ninja, and all that, right? The, like, the action... The the icing movies. Yeah. All right? Uh, the sizzle films. Absolutely. Okay? Um, I would say you could listen to the podcast without um, watching the film, mm. right? Because I think the conversations themselves would be fun enough. True. However, and this sounds weird, but if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've never watched Runaway Train, just stop where, stop it now. Go back and watch the movie and then join us for our discussion of it because I don't want to spoil this movie on anyone. Yeah, and you'll actually, and you'll be doing yourself a favor. Yeah, like it'll it's actually on YouTube. Like there's a version of it yeah, on there. You if can you watch the if you thing. can handle Portuguese subtitles, yeah. they're all good. Um, I mean it's it's yeah, like again, just a spoiler warning. I don't want to. I'd hate to deprive someone. Yeah. Of that experience, the same one I had. Absolutely. You know? So uh, yeah, uh, stop it. Come back to us. Okay. Please do. And if you've seen it, well, then you know what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, so uh, we should probably just jump straight into it. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's rock and roll. whatever that was and uh, yeah to talk about a runaway train the thing going through the the, the credits here right? I knew Konchalovsky was involved in all that but mm. my eyes lit up when I saw based on a screenplay by Akira Kurosawa yeah that was fucking I was not expecting that at all yeah I was like holy shit holy shit and for those of you who don't know who Akira Kurosawa is the guy's one of the greatest filmmakers of all time yeah in fact if you don't know who Akira Kurosawa is Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say to you. Just get the fuck out of here, life, whatever. Just- I, I'll say this though, 
Come back to us yeah. once you've seen Ran yeah. uh, and fucking uh, Rashomon mm. and uh, fucking Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai and Yojimbo. Yeah, and, and uh, The Last Fortress, which is oh, yeah. oh so good. And uh, Akira Kurosawa's Dreams, which is one of his last movies and yeah. one that's way underrated. Yeah, that, that was the one where it took sort of like weird flights of fancy and yeah. psychedelia and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Akira Kurosawa is flat out one of the greatest filmmakers of all time absolutely uh, famously would do one take mm. like would just rehearse uh, filmed into the ground mm. and then do one like there's a sequence in Ran where like a, a feudal a Sengoku era Japanese lord he's in this big uh, pagoda castle thing mm. and something really bad happens to him and his castle's on fire and he walks towards the camera and all these like subjects are kind of uh watching him leave mm. and like they burnt down this massive pagoda set for real yeah and they had one shot like you know oh yeah and like battle scenes with like 20,000 fucking extras all in yeah you know, the, the, this was the this was long before the days of CGI yeah like and, you owe it to yourself to watch some Kurosawa like mm. he's uh, he's amazing like uh, but yeah, he wrote this. He originally wanted to make this film himself. Yeah. Uh, what happened was, I believe, he was going to direct it, and the, it went into production. But there was he was going to film it in New York. Yeah. Uh, in upper state New York, upper state, upstate New York. Sorry. And um, what happened was, there was really bad winter came in and just killed the production, like ruined the tracks of the the, the train that's supposed to be on and all the rest, and. Um, so he like basically the the project was shelved. Somehow it came into possession of Konchalovsky and Cannon. Like, yeah, you know? I was doing some research on it myself, and apparently, uh, Kurosawa wanted to cast Peter Falk. Yeah. in the lead role. Yeah, Columbo. Mm-hmm. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Although well, Peter that, Falk that, was in some stuff yeah. though. Uh, did you ever see Wings of Desire? No, I can't say I have. Um, it's the Peter Falk. It's one of the crazy. It was remade. Is that shitty Nick Cage movie? What was it? Uh, City of Angels. Oh God. Um, but no, Wings of Desire is really good. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it was directed by uh, Wim Vendors uh, or Wim huh. Vendors. Right? Okay. Uh, I believe it was. Don't. Yeah. It was one of the the premier German directors of the eighties, and it's about uh, two sets of angels who are about angels sorry should I say who wander between East and West Berlin mm. and it's all about kind of like them observing life in both areas and interesting it's uh, oh it's it's fucking great and like this guy falls in love with a circus clown like this angel he falls yeah. in love with this girl and she's a circus clown and she travels from East to West mm. so he follows her Nick Cave is in it a lot Really? Yeah, yeah. Nick Cave's in a shitload, and he's so like, it's one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, he's doing live performances and stuff, like you know. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's like as Nick Cave, like not as like Kiss, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, and here and here's street performer Kick Knave. Yeah, no, he's he's really it, that movie's amazing. But Peter Falk has, and Peter Falk plays himself in it. Really? Right? And the reason I bring this up, right, because it's one of the craziest. Uh, characters ever right Pierre Falk plays himself mm. and he can he knows when angels are around because he used to be one and then he gave up being an angel to star in Columbo <laughs> and I'm sorry after that description if you yeah. don't want to see Wings of Desire fuck off yeah. <laughs> <All right? laughs> like, 
hang on I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just going on Pirate Bay for a second excuse me <laughs> but uh, no it's it's really good like, that, that sounds amazing I saw it in college mm. um, and I remember it was for like a German cinema class yeah. and I just remember sitting there going holy shit this film fucking yeah. rocks but um, <laughs> so anyways yeah uh we the start of the film we see all of that kind of we see Corso's name mm. we see the cast and all that but um, it starts out with just prison footage yeah and uh, basically there's uh, like there's a video inside the prison like we were introduced to Eric Roberts character and I'll be honest with you, I can't remember his name and I didn't fucking write it down uh, Buck McGee Buck McGee okay. Um, he's boxing in a ring mm. and there's newsreel footage and we find out there's this guy called Manny yeah played by John Voight and I remember this this stood out to me as a kid where he's such a violent offender he's been welded into his cell for the last three years well uh, that's the thing he according to the man's backstory he was a safe cracker yeah uh, who had broken out of this prison three times yeah and the only way they could keep him in was to put him in solitary and weld the door shut yeah that was the only thing they could think of to keep him in and you know there you know there was obviously some court case about it which the human rights case yeah which he won yeah and they they showed the they showed uh, we were introduced to the warden where we get, uh, where he's being interviewed by some reporter outside the court. Yeah. What do you think of this? And it's like, well, I honestly, I think, fuck him. He doesn't deserve any human rights because I don't consider him human. He's a fucking animal. Yeah, and like yeah. that's the theme of this film. Yeah. Did you? Can you remember the warden's name? Uh, the warden's name was. Oh Jesus! I know this. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll just call him the warden. Yeah, because right? I, I didn't write his name down because I didn't catch it. Yeah. Okay, but um, the warden sees himself as the line almost yeah. between beast and man. Yeah, his and that scene at the beginning where like the, our introductory scene because like Eric Roberts' character book, he's all excited because he worships Manny. Yeah, because Manny's like a hero to the inmates in this asylum or not asylum the prison and like the prison the, the the opening shots of it shows that it's this high security maximum security prison in the middle of fucking nowhere just snow everywhere yeah like. it's like up near glaciers in Alaska yeah it's like, you know the the kind of cold where you can see your nips three miles before you fucking arrive yeah you know that you know witch tit cold they call it up there yeah <laughs> But uh, we, we, like so, he clearly worships Manny. He's excited that he's getting out of solitary, and the like. There's a scene where um, the warden goes to visit Manny, mm. and we get to see John Boy for the first time, and he is actually terrifying. There's <laughs> yeah. something about his eyes, mm. like the way he looks at the prison warden. Like there's a pure animal in there. Yeah, you know, and the warden again has this thing where it seems to me anyway the theme of this is the line between beast and man mm. you know and the warden considers himself that line you know I I would disagree with that when, when I saw that scene what happens in it the, the warden's giving him a bit of guff 
about you know I keep in there forever. I keep in there forever if I could. You said you would, but you you promised me you wouldn't. You didn't. Well, three mm. years is good enough for me. You fucking animal. And Manny just no cells being called an animal. Mm-hmm. But then about like two or three lines later, the warden threatens to open up the gate and just send in the guards to whomp the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And that's when he stands up. It's like, come on then, you fucker. Come yeah. on. <laughs> no, but as I said, like, like the whole and mm. there's an end quote to this movie that like it's the line between man and beast, mm. you know, and like when does like it's that thing where he's caging, you're caging a human, yeah, and treating him like a wild animal, mm. like, you know, and uh, I just love how John Voight's character is like a jungle cat, yeah, when he's like sometimes he can be. Uh, docile and sometimes he can be completely the opposite like his character doesn't have a consistent action throughout the film Mm. he just changes to suit the situation like you know I I disagree with that there there's you know his his mood you know his mood and his actions change but the you know his his motivation never does oh he's motivated but what I'm saying is he never is he's never consistent in that he will be nice and yeah. horrible to the same people. Yeah. Like, he doesn't matter. Like, he's just pushing forward. Yeah. He's like the runaway train. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what I mean? He's just going to go through you. Mm. If he needs to be nice or he needs to be horrible to you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there's a scene later on where Eric Roberts goes, are we going to kill some people? He goes, if we have to. And that yeah. lets you know everything about that Pretty character. Pretty much. But, um, the, the prison is fucking nuts. Yeah. It's a grim, grim shithole of a place. But, like, that's what it should be. You know, absolutely. And uh, anyway, we we're introduced to him, and then when he gets back out, there's a lot of kind of hubbub because the celebrity that all the other prisoners yeah. think is awesome because he's escaped from the place three times. Uh, like he's on the he's on the floor with the general population. Now. Mm. So basically, what happens is we cut. We, there's a bit of to and fro, but we go to a boxing scene. Yeah, and uh, Danny Trejo is boxing Eric Roberts. Yeah, his his first film role. Yeah, and um, apparently, uh, Ed, well, John Voight's friend on the outside, well, the outside of the solitary, is played by Eddie Bunker. Mm. Now, Eddie Bunker was probably more famous for being Mister Blue, Mister Blue. Yeah, in uh, Reservoir Dogs, aka the old dude in yeah. Reservoir Dogs. But uh, and an actual career criminal in real yeah. life, and um, you know. A best-selling author, mm-hmm. a fairly decent actor, but you know we will go we'll we'll go on with that later. But uh, they they're kind of like straight away start planning mm. to escape, like you know. Yeah, and that's the thing with John Boyd's character; he's there going, he's fucking daring me to escape. <laughs> yeah, and like it's this kind of unspoken hatred between him and the warden. Like, yeah, you know, but but it's laced with this kind of respect. Yeah, you know there's I mean? a weird kind of like. Well, the warden respects him. I don't know if if, if but it's like, respects the warden. It's like um, a worthy hunt, exactly. You know that kind of thing, like you know. But um, they there's a boxing match anyway, and the warden has put a hit on fucking John Voight's character Manny, and it, it, Eric Roberts is boxing Danny Trejo, and they're a pretty good boxing scene. Like yeah, you know? true. Uh, but uh, you know Treo does the job which yeah. is like in oh, no, reality he, he never going to happen but um, anyway the there's a hit out on uh, John Voight and it's fucking gruesome yeah. this guy just stabs him through the arm and through the hand and there's nothing bombastic about it yeah. I'm just watching a man get stabbed yeah. and this is where you see how terrifying John Voight is in this movie <laughs> yeah. because he just doesn't care yeah 
he he's got this he's got this Max Cady style thing yeah. to him, you know, where after he gets stabbed twice, that's when he gets pissed off. He yeah. picks up a chair with his fucked up hand, yeah. starts swings it at the guy. And, you know, he's walking up to the guy. He's like, you want my blood? You want my blood? Just flicks the blood yeah. from his hand at him. Now you got my blood. Come on. You, wanna, you, that want, you want me? Come on. Come get me. That scene is disgusting. Yeah. Like, where he just throws his own blood at this guy's face. Yeah. Like, when, I, when I saw that, I was immediately reminded of, you know, that scene in Fight Club where the gangster just beats the living fuck out of Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you don't know where I've been, Lou. It's like, yeah. I, I got that out of it. It's like... This guy, you'd have to kill him to pull yeah. him down. And he turns to uh, the prison warden who's yeah. watching this, and he's there going, "Come on, motherfucker! I'm standing right here. You, <laughs> you know? want me? Come shoot me! Yeah. Shoot me, motherfucker!" Like daring them to kill. Like this <laughs> yeah. guy's got a death wish. Like, yeah. You know? Either that, or he's got balls the size of overripe plums. I mean, there's. It's just like that scene is so intense, you <laughs> yeah. know, and like. The prison guards run in and beat the shit out of Eddie Brunker's character, mm. character, character, sorry, and uh, they beat the tar out of him. The like at a full all brawl comes out. The guy who uh, tried to kill Eric Roberts is dead, yeah. and he, the last thing you see is the right is someone lifting his head back to steal a chain off his neck. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pure. Well, Eddie Brunker, Eddie Brunker, I should say, stabs him in in the. He stomach. does. He stabs yeah. him in the stomach. Yeah, and it's f- like three or four times. It's fucking grim. It's, it's like uh, where do these boys get fucking kitchen knives out of as well? Yeah, that was that was a question that never got addressed. It's a uh, it's fucking it's just pure harsh random violence, like you yeah. know. And uh, anyway, after this, um, oh yeah, this is where uh, I know is this is where the Veronica Moser thing kicks in. There's just a guy in the crowd just for no good reason wearing a t-shirt that just says eat shit on it. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Just eat shit. Yeah, what was that about? Maybe that's what he likes to eat. Maybe so. I or, mean like I I do appreciate though people who just have that fuck you about them. Yeah. All maybe, day. Maybe maybe him and the and like the black guy who was working as the ring girl for the fight were an item or something. He, you know, where two of them just sort of you know, squat on me there, Johnny. You know, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. It's a, I, I like that, though. I like just seeing people with just random, like, <laughs> fuck you things yeah. on them. You know, just eat shit. Who's to eat shit? I don't know. All of you. All of you. Eat shit, you pricks. Yeah. You know, the, the 360 fucking middle finger. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's just like the panoscopic was, fuck you <laughs> or panoramic I should say like after this uh, Manny decides to escape because he's there going look he's going to kill me or I'm going to escape one of the mm. two he tries to get Eddie Brunker's character to come with him but Eddie Brunker's like no man this is my home yeah and uh, like that's I thought was, I thought that was a really cool kind of character trait like that there, the guy's so institutionalized that he's like mm. no I run things in here I'm nothing out there you know yeah and uh, he's get he gets uh, Eric Roberts to help him escape but Eric Roberts is the guy who pushes the laundry basket mm. so he hides in the laundry basket um, at this point uh, there's I mean it'd be fairly how to put it it'd be fairly superfluous scene for yeah. us to discuss where they're in the elevator and uh, Eric Roberts distracts a um, oh the the guard yeah the guard played by Tiny Lister yeah Zeus uh, Zeus motherfucker Zeus yeah yeah and uh, from <laughs> no holds barred <laughs> and SummerSlam 89 oh man no holds barred is a fucking awful film <laughs> it's the worst like that film 
I don't know how do you make a film with a worse depiction of realism than 80s WWF yeah <laughs> you know it's uh, it's crazy and uh, and as well as that how do you how do you make a movie with John Severance in the 80s tease a sex scene and make me go Jesus I don't want to see that well there is an attempted rape scene so, there is that yeah uh, as far as I know that film was written by Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan on a coke binge over two days Paul Schrader style yeah as far, <laughs> they had a script and they went in, they locked themselves into a motel room oh god yeah it, pro- it probably started off as like Aronofsky's The Wrestler yeah it just turned into that rip <laughs> rip him. Oh, terrible! Anyway, yeah, he distracts Tiny Lister with porn with white women in it. Yeah, yeah. And Eric Roberts says the brilliant line: "She may be white, but she's all right." <laughs> <Is it>? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like what? It was around this time I realized because because ca- racism is a canon trope. Let's yeah, be yeah. perfectly fucking honest. It was around that time I realized though that Eric Roberts' character is playing the man that Matthew McConaughey would grow up to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I what I got, uh, I I have it. I I wrote it down somewhere um, that he's got the voice of Jamie Dundee, and he's got the general personality of Lenny from <laughs> Lenny from of Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he he is very. He's the second banana in every. Oh yeah, like he like Manny's going to escape, mm. and like uh, book as yeah. well book yeah he, he just tags along yeah come on man take me with you man yeah he just tags along and uh, so basically all of a sudden t- like the escape is on yeah and uh they they escape the prison it's really cool the way they do it like there's all this kind of like they, they don't bother explaining to you what they're doing like mm. they grease up and put cling film on and all yeah. this kind of shit and you have to kind of pay attention to what they're doing because then you realize in a few scenes later why that shit makes sense yeah you know but there's a really kind of intricate prison break where they use like a uh, stolen vice to bend bars and then they just drop into this frozen river mm. and once they get out and uh like nothing goes to plan oh of course you not. know like uh, eric roberts doesn't have any fucking shoes <laughs> yeah. and he won't shut up about it like, well the know. well the plan involved involved a 30 foot drop into an alaskan river yeah so the plan wasn't great to begin with and, uh, but the escape is really cool. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Like, the, the, the right scene was amazing. The characterization was great. Mm. Like, all of this kind of going on. And I just wrote the, 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 the note. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, you know you're in good hands at this point. Like, yeah. You know? When, as, you know, as soon as they fell out of the tunnel at the end of the, at the end of, like, the prison escape. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Whatever the fuck they're doing, I'm in. And like, you got these two characters don't like one who loves the other. Yeah. Like, Buck loves Manny. Yeah. You hero worship, like you know, mm. and Manny who fucking hates everyone. Yeah. You know everyone. You know, um, well, Manny's a fucking sociopath. Anyway, oh yeah, so. yeah. As he says uh, later on, I'm at war with the world. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, what was it they escape? They find a train yard. Mm. And obviously this is where the titular runaway locomotive uh, comes into it. But what I loved is the, this, there was a really there was a kind of a non-existent score for the most part. Mm. All of a sudden, funk as fuck. Yes, is that like synth funk like mm. thing? And I was there going, okay, 
So you're giving me more cherries. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just, 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 just keep, keep feeding me cherries, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But you know, um, at this point, I'm feeling like I, I'm on a chaise lounge and there's like, you know, there's Bjors feeding me grapes. It's like, that's the film, equi- especially compared to the last thing we watched for yeah. this. And, uh, but like, there's again, really high tension scenes where they're breaking into conductor's offices to steal shit mm. and there's people coming and going. Like, yeah. It's like you're constantly on edge. Yeah. Even when they're standing still, you feel like they're moving forward. Although like, you, know? you know there was in in the middle of that scene where they're where they're changing clothes, I yeah. felt like slapping Buck, where he's like, "I need new shoes, man. Yeah. I need some shoes, man. Okay, I got some shoes. I need some socks, man. Maybe, I need some socks. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Right, based on what I've heard about Eric Roberts, mm. right? He just remembered how he felt the night before when he needed some coke <laughs> and put it on screen. Quite possible. I look. I've just heard that. Mm. All right. Well, the, the, I'm not saying yeah. Eric Roberts uh, snorts cocaine. Yeah, Re- on the reg. On the reg. But he might. He might. I mean, for all you know, I might. I don't. Yeah. But I mean, anything could be. You know, anything's I mean, possible. I might. Yeah. Everything's possible, and nothing is real. And other yeah. living color lyrics. Everything is, you know, nothing is true. Everything's permitted. You know, I mean, for all you know, though, Eric Roberts could be snorting cocaine through hundred dollar bills while punching hookers in the neck. Right now, right he could now. be doing it as we as we speak. As you hear this, you know, and considering the amount of people who hear this, that's going to be a lot of hooker punching. Yeah, but Eric Roberts is probably the man for the job. But uh, <laughs> you can just see that application, the Galway advertiser. <laughs> But uh, oh, he's, he's been going through the Escort Ireland website, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, he travels over to Ireland to do this. Why wouldn't he? Of course, we've got the best hookers. You know. But <laughs> he says a man with experience. What the fuck am I on? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll go by the rating system yeah. on escort-ireland.com there are quite a lot of high quality processes apparently so Ireland, yeah you know. well you know orgasms they're fantastic yeah <laughs> um, I mean that would be the best review huh. was I put my yolk in her and then I came I guess I can't complain <laughs> or the opposite end of that would be woman going well his dick got hard and he lobbed it right in there <laughs> yeah hit the back of my neck five stars <laughs> you know it's a uh, I'm waiting for the review she let me watch the all Ar- the all Ireland semi-final while we were on the job yeah fucking A1 five stars <laughs> it's a uh, anyway yeah, yeah like it's, it's but, back but to the going film. back to the film um the thing thing about thing about Buck as far as I understand it in the movie I mean He's he's young, dumb, he's full of cum, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Manny calls him out on this, and he's absolutely right that Buck just sees this all as a game. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's perfectly played. Yeah. Because you can tell that Manny is just there going, I'm going to fucking escape. Yeah. Whereas Buck is like, oh man, this is so cool. I get yeah. to do a prison escape with my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, be you know he he thinks he thinks it's going to be hanging out with Bruce Campbell and knocking back shots at tequila. Yeah, when you know, it's going to be fucking grim. Do you know what film this really reminded me of? Was that or did, another film really reminded me of this one? Should I say, uh, Ready to Rumble? Uh, <laughs> How so? Remember when Jimmy the King and David Arquette were hanging out and like they realized he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That is the only, the one and only time that the the, the a fucking byline will be made to 
between those two films. Uh, I'll just say this, right? <laughs> if you're thinking about watching Ready to Rumble... Fuck you, off. No, no, just don't. Just don't. All right, watch something else instead. Or, or just whack yourself in the balls with a lump hammer. I yeah, mean, like... It's... And if you're a wrestling fan... With self-esteem problems, yeah. don't watch it. Oh, especially not. No, you'll. <laughs> and if you're a Frank Zappa fan, yeah, just don't see his children shame him. Yeah, you know? or if if you admire the work of Oliver Platt, yeah, don't watch that. In fact, if 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 you're a sentient carbon-based life form, don't watch Ready yeah. to Rumble. Imagine if that was in this movie. Oh, God. With <laughs> the train going along. Yeah, just the intro to the next scene. Oh, it'd fucking ruin it. Oh, God. It would ruin it so much. That's what they should do to combat piracy. A torrent version with that shitty lit song playing in the background. Every time it's cutting to a new train shot. Do that with every film. You know, like this the scene in Shawshank Redemption where the fucking opera music is being played yeah. where all the boys are looking up but instead of the beautiful aria it's just fuck off I fucking hate that song it's one of the worst songs the worst thing is I know the lyrics to it as well I can go on past that oh fucking hell it's the worst I I was for a while I was chasing a girl who loved that song so I really yeah I listened to it a lot you know I have a message for her fuck off (laughs) but uh so do I fuck off (laughs) but uh yeah like (laughs) they're on they they spot this train and it's like I think the reason that uh, John Voight's character wanted to hop on this train Mm. is because it's the most metal looking train in the world (laughs) yeah you know it looks like a Danzig album is a train. Oh yeah, you know this big black metallic monster. Like you yeah, know? I I was, you know, as soon as soon as this train came in, I was thinking with the rebel, yeah, we want more, more, more. <laughs> it's just like it's such a cool train, oh. like you know. And uh, the two boys, uh, they hop on it. Yeah. But then the, condu- the engineer, yeah, the engineer, engineer has a heart attack. Mm. And the train just takes off. Yeah. Uh, hence, runaway train. Mm. Which I'm sure the guys in Soul Asylum were, at this point, <laughs> yeah. inspired to write a film about runaways. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <sighs> yeah, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. All right, like... Listen, that's not going in this podcast. Yeah. Right? I don't want runaway train Yeah, in there. if you're a Soul Asylum fan, fuck yourself. But, <laughs> look, I don't know, maybe... Look, I'm not having a go. Yeah. Okay, but I I'm am. just saying, you can have a go. Yeah. But like it's just a song that I'm not really fond of, and it's too obvious a pun. Yeah, absolutely. It's no doubt playing right now. No doubt. <laughs> no one good, brother. It most definitely is. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Uh, the well, speaking of good, brother. Mm. Okay. The the the, the train's running away. Right. And I realized something. Right. You see the. Um, the, the warden the mm. prison warden and he's there going I'm going to fucking catch these dudes and like he's got a helicopter chasing them there's all this incredible photography of like a glacier or, yeah and I, at this point I realised I was there going wait a minute this film is about a prison warden mm. and I haven't written a good big boss man yet <laughs> no right what's wrong with me yeah you know he's from Cow County Georgia yeah. no doubt like you know you know because 
because when the warden lays the law on the line, you better watch a boat and you'll be serving a hard time. That's exactly what I hear. <laughs> you know? And uh, he's kind of like a guardian angel figure. He's a big, yeah. big boat with the warden. He kind, of, he kind of is, you know? And uh, if he ran a prison as stupid as you, he'd pray for a break so he can die <laughs> too. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> And, you know, because Manny and uh, Book were behaving badly for the escape, like, you know. <laughs> but, anyway, like, there's, they get on the train, and the two boys, uh, they're on there, and they're kind of having a heart-to-heart at this point. Mm. Like, they realize there's no one else on the train, and they're like, we're out of here, man, we're good to go, like, yeah. you know. And at this point, <coughs> Book tries to get Manny interested into in a, in a similar bank job yeah and he's a safe absolutely he goes man I know this fucking thing and said man I want to fucking crack that safe I'm going to get 500 grand I'm going to go to Vegas I'm going to go to Mardi Gras yeah, yeah. and I'm going to have enough money in my hip pocket to get all them fun bitches all this <laughs> yeah. and then John Boyd just launches into this incredible monologue yeah it's like no you're not yeah <laughs> uh, you know what good brother cut the audio in on this one yeah that's what I've been dreaming about. A really good score, you know what I mean? And I'm gonna party. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm gonna go to Mardi Gras. I'm gonna go to Vegas. And I'm gonna go with enough money in my hip pocket to catch them fine bitches, you know what I mean? You know, I spend almost every night of my life dreaming about this kind of shit. Dreaming? Yeah. Dreaming. That's bullshit. You're not gonna do nothing like that. I'll tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna get a job. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna get a little job, some job a convict can get, like scraping off trays in the cafeteria or cleaning out toilets. And you're gonna hold on to that job like gold, because it is gold. Let me tell you, Jack, that is gold. You listen to me? And when that man walks in at the end of the day, and he comes to see how you done, you ain't gonna look in his eyes. You're gonna look at the floor. Because you don't wanna see that fear in his eyes when you jump up and grab his face and slam him to the floor and make him scream and cry for his life. So you look right at the floor, Jack. Pay attention to what I'm saying, motherfucker. And then he's gonna look around the room, see how you're done. He's gonna say, oh, you missed a little spot over there. Jeez, you didn't get this one here. What about this little bitty spot? And you're gonna suck all that pain inside you and you're gonna clean that spot. And you're gonna clean that spot. Until you get that shining clean. And on Friday, you pick up your paycheck. And if you could do that, if you could do that, you could be president of Chase Manhattan. Corporations. If you could do that. Not me, man. I wouldn't do that kind of shit. I'd rather be in fucking jail. More's the pity, youngster. More's the pity. Could you do that kind of shit? I wish I could. I wish I could.
There you go. That's the kind of acting we're dealing with in yeah. this movie. Like, you know. And and this comes out of nowhere as well. I yeah. mean, he just explodes into this. It's just it's a it's a great scene though. Like, yeah, you and know? you know he's he's talking he's talking about like the domesticated man. Yeah. You know, and how he just can can never be that guy. Like he's like he kind of cares for yeah. Buck in this movie, mm. but kind of not as well. Yeah. Like you know he cares to him up to the point he's going to get in the way. Yeah, I mean. I think I think what 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 this kind of is this is like a veiled admission from from Manny yeah. that his life is shit yeah like and it always bit, w- it always has been and it always will be you've just heard that audio though where he's like you know he's like go do the, the job do a fucking job a man's job get paid and hold on to that stupid job because it's gold yeah and he goes hey fuck you man I wouldn't do that shit would you do that shit and instead of where he goes I wish I could <laughs> yeah you know but instead he's a, he's just this fucking beast like you <laughs> yeah. know he can't help but be this like he's like he's a force of nature almost <laughs> yeah like, pretty you know? much but um the the train is pumping along and at this point you're real I, I, was, I, was, I was like okay this train is an allegory for these two guys yeah, you know, it doesn't take a fucking genius to figure that one. Out, I know, right? You know, but still, I was like, kind of genius. Yeah, like you know, in its simplicity, there's a lot of there's a very poetic yeah. kind of uh, bent. You know, that one. it's two lives spinning out of control on a vehicle that's spinning out, out of control. control. Yeah, and like the fact that like the train at one point it bursts through the caboose of a train that's on a similar track. Yeah. And the train becomes mangled, yeah. and then you realize that both of them are kind of mangled. Yeah, and it's just it is them. The train is them. In and every now and again, for the rest of the movie, it cuts to a, a shot just from shot from behind of that mangled front of the train. Yeah, where there's like bits of metal hanging off it. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was thinking at the time, it's like when those boys go out, like a bit of metal is going to come off and just like slice into them or something. Yeah, but it never actually happens. What it is, you know, it's just it is what you said there, yeah. and I, and as well as that, I just want to say the the scene where it bursts through the caboose yeah. on that is fucking great. Yeah, right? it's so dangerous. Uh, yeah, because th- this is why you can. This is why this movie could only be an eighties movie, right? Because if you were to make this movie. You know, even any time in the last 15 years, they'd CGI the shit out of that. Yeah. It'd look fake as all fuck. And you would be complete... And you just wouldn't give a... You wouldn't give a crap. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you watch this and it's like, that's clearly the fucking rear axle of a caboose <laughs> yeah, flying yeah. T- 20 feet in the fucking air. Yeah, yeah. And that man, shit's amazing. They had a stunt guy yeah. on the caboose bit that gets hit yeah. who jumps off before the train smashes yeah, through. Like. like about two seconds beforehand. Yeah. Balls of solid titanium on that boy. Uh, and like this is the first of a lot of crazy yeah. stunt work on the train. Yeah. Like, uh, we sh- did we mention the the controllers yet? Oh yeah, there's a, there's a, there's the there's controllers in the in the central office yeah. of the, the railway, and they're constantly manipulating the tracks. Yeah, and they have the most useless secretary in the history yeah, of fucking yeah. movies. <laughs> but because uh, we've hit, we're hitting on the other cannon trope here. Mild misogyny. Mild. <laughs> okay, more than mild. Fair enough. Isn't there a bit where, like, a, a spoiler for the rest of the film, but yeah. Rebecca De Mornay she turns up as a, the third person on the train, mm. right? And um, basically, what happens is 
Your man goes, God damn it, there's a person on the train and it would have to be a woman. Sure, she's probably going to get distracted by a tea party any minute now. You know what I mean? She'll be trying to fix the, the train's couplings in her high heels. Oh, yeah. But, no, but in, fair, in fairness, the, she, your wand is absolutely useless. One of the guys is like, would you answer the phone? And her just her just applying lipstick is like, yeah. you're pretty enough. Come on, answer the fucking phone. Yeah. And, um, in that accent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, despite being the only black man in Alaska, you know, he's got that voice. Yeah. He's got my voice. But, uh, <laughs> it's, um, like, the, there is a whole, like, kind of, there's an extra layer of tension with those characters because they're constantly manipulating the tracks mm. to try and get that train away from the general populace because yeah. if not, it's going to crash into the yeah. into other trains or, or whatever else. And like, there's two or three points of danger. There's a bridge coming up mm. and there's a chemical plant. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, it's a train with loads of chemicals on it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And so they have to make the decisions at certain points. Like, mm. you know, uh, the and like, what happens is they there's a, the woman appears in the train and yeah. played by Faye Dunaway and she, she, she her name isn't the woman but you know what I mean yeah. Rebecca De Mornay Rebecca De Mornay not Faye Dunaway did I say Faye Dunaway? yes you did Faye Dunaway who's she? Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a movie podcast and you're going who's Faye Dunaway fuck who it who is Faye Dunaway what's she China, ever been Chinatown. in? Chinatown who's she ever beat? Huh? Who'd she ever be? I think she bet Brock Lesnar in his fucking his first night out. No, that was Frank Mir. I'm I'm getting confused. Fucking Faye Dunaway, yeah. get out of here with that shit. <laughs> who did you tell you who she didn't beat? Who? Charles Manson. That's true. No, that was the other one, wasn't it? <laughs> that was Roman. That's Roman Polanski. Roman Reigns' wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Tate. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. She worked this the Alabama territory. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the taskmaster was in was in that. He's going, well, brother, I'm, I'm gonna kill your wife. Yeah. And he said, You can believe that <laughs> Oh god. Much 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 like the fucking train and the allegory for the as an allegory for the characters, it's also an allegory for this podcast, because this is fucking spinning out of control. I know, here. yeah, we're on an hour here. I need to I need to start tightening up like you know. Start tightening up my ring game Absolutely. here. But uh, anyway, the train is out of control, the yeah. the no, I'm gonna jump forward here a little bit, okay? Mm. Where uh, like they to go over the bridge, it's like this dangerous bridge. Yeah. But there's uh, the woman has a Rafael in a way. She is <laughs> Rebecca Dumorn. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bo Derek has this plan <laughs> to, <laughs> to slow the train down, right? So special K is on the is on the case. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? Um, she's got this plan to. In fairness, their names are somewhat similar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dumorne, if Dunaway. Okay, fair point. Fair point. All right. Uh, fucking on top of that, I think I added Chinatown to my um, my mm. list on Netflix. So ah, right, right. That's where I get that. Anyway. Bette Midler is on the train. And, uh, I gotta uncouple the trains. But uh, yeah, she, the, Rebecca Morning's character, she goes, look, if we break these wires, the train will start to slow down. Yeah. And they try to get it to slow down. They don't know the bridge is coming, mm. but the other people know the bridge is coming. Yeah. So there's this kind of dramatic irony going on mm. where you're like, holy shit, this bridge is going to get all fucked up. Yeah. And like the train passes over the bridge 
but like it wrecks it like yeah know? and in the build up to this it's it's a long build up to this scene where it's going over the where it's going over the bridge and you can see that there's sleepers loose on this fucking thing it's yeah. just a wooden bridge and it's like if this you know unless this thing slows down considerably yeah. it's going to make fucking bits of this bridge and it does and it does and they barely make it <laughs> through bar- yeah but the entire time you're you're on the edge I was on the edge of me fucking seat oh yeah, yeah holy shit it's one of those moments where you can feel your arse tighten yeah you know and you know best recent experience I had with that was like Fury Road yeah you know where I was watching that going holy fuck they're gonna get fucked up yeah and you know it felt real well felt uh, really real yeah um, it's and that like if you like Mad Max mm. this is the kind of movie for oh, you because hells yes. practical train terror effects oh like, you god know? yeah but uh, like they it's so scary when they're going th- from train to, tr- train car to train car mm. because literally there's just it's a train on a track <laughs> like you know and uh, like there's there's no safety way yeah. safe way to get across like you know but uh, like and you just see underneath them the world is pummeling by like yeah. you know and all these and all these slats and sleepers just flying off yeah they barely fucking make it but we'll go we'll, like, to jump <coughs> back to the to the train office mm. the lead guy who was trying to oh the warden yeah he's trying to direct the train yeah alright the warden appears and he's wanting fucking info on the train so he can go stare down void like, you <laughs> yeah know? And the the train conductor guy, the lead guy, goes, "Won't you shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch!" Blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. And then go, he goes for, he goes into the toilet. And next thing, the train, the the warden just follows him in, stone face. He like grabs him, drowns him in his own piss <laughs> yeah. in the toilet, picks him up, kicks the shit out of him, and goes, "Yes, I figured you wouldn't be uh, in the mood to back up that loud conversation you were offering <laughs> me out there." Pounds him a bit more, yeah. backs him up against the wall, hands him a fucking towel and goes, wipe the piss off your face and help me to find this train. And I was like, oh my God, that yeah. was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh, and, he, and he does this thing that's like, you know, if these guys get away, there'll be a prison riot. Yeah. Have you ever seen a prison riot in a maximum security prison? Your brain can't process it. Yeah. It's such a great line. But there's so much menace in yeah. that guy, though. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, your brain isn't big enough yeah. to process it. It's like, and I was like, you are the fucking man. I know you're the villain and everything. Yeah. God damn. Well, both him and uh, yeah. fucking Voight are kind of the villains oh, yeah. of this thing. Like, you know. Uh, there's no real heroes in this. No, God no. Uh, they get to the front of the train basically at a certain just at a certain point, and they're like, "Right, we need to uncouple all the trains mm. or all the bits so we'll slow down and we can jump off." Mm. And there's no way to get to the front car. The front car is barreling ahead. Yeah, and basically through the kind of hero worship, Manny convinces Eric Roberts' character Buck yeah. to go and. Uh, get to the you know to get to the front thing go, mm. there's no walkway there's no safe way to do it so he has to climb over a frozen moving a million miles an hour train yeah and you know uh, he cl- you know he goes out on the side of it and he's climbing up on this thing yeah and the whole time Manny is just going you know you're you're the man you're a champion you're yeah. a tiger come on you can do this you can you, do it you can, you can and yeah. by the way I need to point this out yeah there's an actual dude climbing yes. on the front of a speeding train like oh, this yeah. it's it's there's on, no on, special on the effects here a fucking locomotive and it's like one slip and you're fucked son yeah 
and uh, it's not moving slow. No, it's you know? it's going a fair clip. There, that thing's doing at least sixty seven. It's a runaway train. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like it's, speed is kind of implied. Yeah, in yeah. That. <laughs> but uh, it's it's powering ahead, and yeah. like it's this is might be my favorite scene outside of the other one, right? Mm. Where he's going, yes, do it, come on. Because he needs him to do it because he can't. He's too yeah. afraid. His hand is still fucked up from when he got stabbed earlier on. Mm. And all this, he's like, yeah, go do it, do it, do it. And Eric Roberts chickens out. Yeah. And when he comes back in, instead of going, ah, uh, yeah. he tries to lock him out first. Yeah. And then when Eric Roberts' character comes in, he kicks the shit out of him, man. Yeah. He just kicks him around. You wanted him. to be a tough guy. You wanted to be a tough guy. You can't even do that. Yeah. And he's laying it in. And it's, it's the exact same thing as he was doing just two, just like a minute ago. Yeah. Where he was, you know, he, you know, he was trying. He all he wanted was to get to the this guy to get to the other end because otherwise he was fucked. Yeah. That's all he cared about. He's just he just transferred. Yeah. That energy to kicking him around the place. Yeah. To this absolute fucking rage. He's both positively and negatively charged at all times. <laughs> yeah. Like you and just it can flip. You don't know what you're gonna get. Like, yeah. It's like a Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's fucking outstanding. Mm. Like, I like this character is the distillation of all the kind of grey area characters that we see in fiction nowadays. Yeah. Like he's it but smashed into one man. <laughs> yeah. You know? And this is Eric Roberts' best scene in the movie as well. This is yeah. Buck's fucking transformative moment. Where he get he's like he's upset yeah. and understandably and, so. You know, where he where he takes out his you know, his wrench yeah. against against Buck's knife. Yeah. And they start swinging at each other. Yeah. Oh that uh, scene where it goes quiet. Yeah. And the two of them real it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're fucked either way. Yeah. And he just and you can see in Buck's eyes at that moment where it's like the hero is gone. Yeah. You know, where it's like I thought this guy was something he clearly is not. Yeah, and look, I wouldn't mind. Manny never said he was that thing. Yeah. He's been telling him the whole film. He's like, yeah. I'm not your fucking hero. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and and it it is sort of like it's it's weird when you're talking about a fucking convict when you say this, yeah. but it's sort of the end of it's the end of innocence yeah. for this guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Rebecca De Mornay, her character, yeah. she bites, uh, fucking uh, uh, bites Void's hand, yeah, and takes his knife away from. Him, so mm, he's got and no chucks it out the window. Yeah, so there's none of that. Uh, you know, they're yeah. done. Yeah, you know, it's like there's this kind of weird, like kind of like oh, what is the point? Why yeah. are we wasting energy on this? I think I think it was just like Buck could could have fucked him up at that point. Yeah. But he just doesn't have it in him. Yeah. You know? Whereas like if it was the other way around, Manny would have caved his fucking skull in. Yeah. I mean and pro and probably done the same to your one as well, like. And here comes like another thing. Mm. The warden is finally on top of it. Mm. Like the helicopter he's in is chasing the train. Yeah. And he's He stopped for pepper steak along the way. Yeah. His best man, I guess, <laughs> yeah. is at the bottom of this ladder. And, like, there's literally a helicopter chasing a speeding train with a dude hanging off I it. Know, right? like, it's, it's nuts. Like. Yes. And anyway, what happens is that after a long protracted sequence, the, the guard touches down. Mm. But the inertia of the train throws his feet off. And he falls head first into the fucking glass cabinet <laughs> of... Um, of the, the compartment that the three guys are in. Yeah. And then begins another amazing sequence where, like, the guy's dead. He yeah. gets and, and pure Mad Max shit where his body goes under the wheels of the train. Yeah. And I remember at that point going, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I saw oh. that, you know. 
But yeah. then John Voight... Now, that could have been a lot gorier than they made. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could oh, have been There's all. a gory moment coming up, though. Yeah. But uh, John Voight then gets out the window, and mm. in one of the best sequences ever, it's just him going, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, yeah. He's, Come and get me. He's just daring the yeah. warden, who then takes the bait yeah. and decides to try and climb down the ladder onto <laughs> yeah. the train even though he's seen his boy get mangled like you yeah. know and it was around it was around this point in the film where they transfer onto like a dead end rail yeah and your one she works for the railroad she knows what it is yeah she's like they've, ga- they've given up they've on given us they've given up on us and it was at that moment where you know she sits down beside Buck and it's like hold me and yeah like, you know I just don't want to die alone and that's when fucking Maddie just, you know, just roars at her, we all die alone! Yeah. And it's like, you know. There's also that oh. moment, though, where he goes, like, he he is pure spirit. Yeah. Like, the guy, the warden's coming for him, and he just goes, fuck it, climbs out the window, <laughs> and jumps out. Yeah. Like, you know, on, tries to, jumps for it. Yeah. To get to the last car. Mm. And this is where we get the most gruesome sequence in the film. Oh, right? yeah. Because he doesn't make it. He yeah. falls onto these wires that are connecting the mm. train, like, you know. There's, like, a hinge that the train's oh, the, connected the, the coupling. The coupling. Yeah. That's exactly the word I was looking for, right? So he needs to grab onto that mm. to pull himself up so he can get to the last car. Yeah. And what he does is he puts his fingers in a crease. Yeah, uh, in the coupling. Is in like, the coupling. And oh. it just... It passively crushes his fingers. Yeah. Like, it's gross. Yeah. But, like, what I loved about it, and the more I thought about it, I was like, it's amazing. Like, the train just doesn't care. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... There was nothing bombastic about it. It was like, mm. look at this, this just happened. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just like a bit of blood just spurts out and yeah. he grabs his hand. And that's, you know... And his hand is ruined. Yeah. If you, if you were, you know, a less... You know, a less subtle director yeah. would have made a huge deal out of this, where it would have been like the big John Williams, dun, 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 dun. yeah, you know. But but in this film, it's just sort of like, oh Jesus! And, and like by the end of it, Voight is on the last train car, yeah, and his hand is as mangled as the front of the train. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is beautiful. Like yeah. this is like this is cinematic poetry. Like mm. you know. And it was around this time where the the warden bad acidly let's be perfectly fucking honest yeah lands on the front on the front, in, front oh, yeah. engine of this train yeah and you know he get he gets in there or you know the two in the the two in the last car they're just sort of sitting waiting to die yeah and that's when it becomes all about these two guys and the warden comes in and fucking Ma- Manny manages to get you know get the drop on him with yeah. a fire extinguisher yeah and you know there's a mad scuffle you know where the two of them you know there's no style to this it's just like it's just poking each other poking each other fight (laughs) to the death and Manny gets the upper hand in it he manages to handcuff the warden and you're thinking alright all he has to do he needs to push the button on the fuel cut off thing the whole train will come to a stop but he doesn't yeah And and you know, the warden, it kicks in with the warden before it kicks in with me, what he's doing. He's like, stop it. You know, stop the train. You think you're some hero? Yeah. You're a fucking scum. <laughs> you know, it's like, I might be scum, but you're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's that moment, though, where the, the warden can't do anything. Yeah. And then Manny, like, the, he goes outside, 
and uncouples the front train yeah. from the other he saves the life of Buck and the girl mm. and like he, there's this whole extracted scene and I can't re- we can't really do it justice yeah you know? it, well, what's uh, so uh, Gloria in in D major by Vivaldi starts playing yeah which is a beautiful piece of music and Buck he, he leaves he goes outside he climbs up on top of the locomotive well Manny goes outside. oh Manny sorry my, my bad yeah and uh, Manny he climbs up on top of this and just arms out in the sort of in the Jesus pose let's be fucking honest here yeah and that's the end of your movie but like this is the thing right like we've got Manny and we've got the warden mm. And we know nothing about them. Yeah. We've seen them do stuff. Yeah. Like, but, they, like, all we know is that they fucking hate each other. Yeah. And, like, Manny decides, you know what? I'm going out. Yeah. And if I'm going out, I'm going out my way. Yeah. And, like, ha- there's a quote that appears at the end of it. It's from Richard III. Uh, no, be so fierce, but know some touch of pity. But I know mo- none, and therefore I'm no beast. Yeah. That appears, and that's the end of the movie. And that, at the end of this movie, is a fucking stiff shot. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> you know. but like the fact that Manny gets up on top of this train, mm. and like it's running out of control, it's heading towards a dead end. We never mm. see it crash. No. But we know it's there. Yeah. And what happens? Like Manny's standing there on top of this train, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to die. But I'm going to fuck death on the way out. <laughs> yeah, like it's there. Yeah, you can almost see the middle fingers cocked. Well, if he had, he only got the one. <laughs> yeah, he's only got the one. But he's fucking. It's up in the air at this point. It's just that thing where he's just like, I'm going to keep going forward. Yeah, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm going. I'm not going to stop. Mm. And it's pure will. Yeah, it's like the, it's the line between man and beast. It's the line between fucking sanity and insanity. Mm. Like Manny as a character rests he's he's like he's good and evil. Yeah. He's both. Absolutely. He's yeah. both at all times. He's the capacity for everything. Yeah. You know? And he and if he's if he is one or the other at that given moment, he is that one hundred percent. Yeah, he's just you know it's this sort of weird hyperactive bipolar yeah. thing going on wildness yeah and that, that's the thing I mean he he realises there's that's just the way he is that's the way he's made whether yeah. it's nature or it's nurture or whatever the fuck it is go back to that scene earlier yeah. on I wish I could do a normal yeah. man's work yeah if I could just if I could be a normal man my life would be better but I guess it's, it's the, the kind of the imagery of him and the, the mangled man and the mangled train <laughs> As one, yeah, you know, like they're one yeah. being racing again. towards oblivion. Yeah, and it's, like, oh, look, I'm just gonna say this. Yeah, uh, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, uh, it is. It is like top top five films I've watched in about the last decade. Yeah, and I watch a lot of fucking movies. It's this is a fucking amazing film. I don't know if it's ever gotten a Blu-ray release or a DVD it has reissue. Some or way, yeah, it's a yeah. fucking get it. I want <laughs> and that I've never asked to watch a Blu-ray of yours before. I'm going to fucking ask to watch that one. Well, it comes, comes with a DVD, like so I'm not going to use like so. sound. But, but um, this is by a country mile the best film we've covered in the middle of this, doing this project. Mm-hmm. It is. 
one of the best films of the 80s. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and they, I, there's no higher praise than that. I mean, no, and the sad thing is, um, after the fact, hmm. is that it was kind of not critically snubbed so much, but kind of ignored by the Academy and all this kind of stuff. Well, and I'll say this, all right? Well, Voight did win a Golden Globe. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, by the American, the Academy. Oh, yes. Right? yes. And I think it's kind of unfair because a film like this, its lifeblood is its praise. Yeah. And it's a claim. Mm. You know? I mean, when we look at films like, say, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Right? Which is a fucking great movie and I would recommend everybody seeing it. Absolutely, yeah. But, like, 12 Years a Slave comes out the same week as Guardians of the Galaxy and it's not going to do so well. No. I know which one I'm watching. 12 Years a Slave, you need to be told how important the movie is. Yeah. You need to be told about films like, you know, People aren't going to make their own mind up. Like, people make their minds up all the time about shitty Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, look at that. That looks yeah. fun. Pixels Where, is going to make money. Yeah. Process that. Whereas, like, people need to be kind of informed about movies like this. And I'm, I'm not saying that we're the fuckers to inform them. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, our word isn't going to carry much weight. But what I'm saying is, I'm the kind of person who I, I, I there's a critics and stuff that I respect and listen to because I want to know where the next runaway train is going to come from. Absolutely. And if this film at all was dismissed because of its association to canon, mm. well, then those critics should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Yeah. I'll say this as well. I felt a real pride for Golden Globus <laughs> yeah. at the end of this movie. Because I was like, a lot of people like would look at Menachem and Yoram and go, Ah, these two fucking losers yeah, made the, all these shitty movies. These two fucking shysters. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't stand by that. That's a, that's a joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like they go, ah, but, you know, and like there's always that story about uh, like they're they're dreaming of winning the Oscar something. Yeah. Like, and like people go, oh, Menachem Golan, like he claims he loves like uh, classic cinema, but makes schlock and all that. Mm. Guess what? They fucking did it. Yeah, they made one of the best fucking movies ever. And it's know? weird. We, we've been doing this. A, we've been doing this a few months now, yeah. and um, we were on what, like episode ten, episode eleven, something like that. And um, yeah, something like that. And I feel kind of like from watching these movies, we've kind of become more and more canon boys oh, yeah, as yeah. it goes along. So yeah, I felt I felt a real sense of these boys were really fucking good yeah. you know at times now granted yeah. they made some atrocious shit besides oh yeah, yeah. but when they got the barbarians. it right, yeah when they got it right yeah. they got it so fucking right but like it was like well done lads I genuinely yeah. felt home team pride <laughs> Absolutely, watching this yeah. movie and going fucking right on guys right on boys. you nailed it like you know <laughs> that like it's it's it, it's just so great like what we've been talking about can't do that film justice. Yeah. You know, um, I really hope that you, you've watched this movie before you've listened to this show. Yeah. Other films in that we've covered, I wouldn't mind people listening to us first. Absolutely. Because, let's say, I like the Ender the Ninja show, we said. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a very weighty film. Yeah, right? I, I really enjoy... Franco Nero in Ender the Ninja doesn't <laughs> compare to John Voight in Runaway No, I, I really, I really... In- enjoyed breaking that's been my guilty pleasure so far of this that's that's the weird thing this film has yeah. sadly not breaking off the top spot of my favorite films Abs- that we've covered absolutely man i mean it's you know breaking still on the top three for me yeah but this is runaway 
and part excuse the awful fucking pun. This is runaway number one right now. It's the uh, number one with a bullet train. <laughs> 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 oh, we had to get a few train puns in there, didn't we? Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's yeah, it's oh god, I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> fucking adored it. Yeah. With that, like, there was a lot of discussion mm. earlier on about unwanted sequels from canon. Yeah. And I think with our next picture, <laughs> we are going to celebrate one of the great unwanted sequels. Yes. Yes, oh yes, oh yay. Uh, we're, you know, because it's been knocked off the top spot, mm. but it's back, number, still number one in our hearts. Yeah. Because for the next picture that we will take in on the canon canon we're going to discuss breaking two electric, electric boogaloo. boogaloo party people in the place to be this is what you've all been waiting to see electric boogaloo the ultimate show with kelly ozone and turbo electric boogaloo is break dance too yes Hi. Electric Boogaloo's action dance, the best you'll get. If you like breakdance when you ain't seen nothing yet. I'll finish you, your friends, and your whole damn neighborhood. This time there is an enemy, so they must unite. Because to say what you believe in, sometimes you must fight. You lost your edge. Try me. Electric Boogaloo's the greatest, nothing can compete. And once you've seen this movie, you'll believe in the beat. Another good one from Canon. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this one. I hear it's one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, I we've watched The Barbarians. That oh. can't be true. Oh, it's going to be step up from Barbarians and Bolero. Oh, fuck I mean, yeah. something tells me they're not going to, you know, sexually exploit a child through the, the film. And I'd love to see that fucking breakdance. See how that shit works. Oh, like Jeffrey Leonard just pops and locks <laughs> into the frame. Jimmy Savile's playing the tunes. Yeah, <laughs> he was a DJ after all. A Chaka Khan Gary Glitter mashup. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Anyways, where was I? I just want that. I want someone to isolate that. Uh, audio of you singing that and <laughs> remix the Gary Glitter original with it oh thanks uh, thanks because I really need to be associated with that for my pleasure yes <laughs> um, you're the one who fucking sang it that is true but, um, I did I... yeah no I will say this it was fun to be back talking uh, about mm. kind of movies again after our extended break yeah. um, if anyone was waiting for this podcast I'm sorry if we disappointed you I'm sorry if yeah. this one wasn't as chucklesome as our usual ones yeah because we, we had a real fucking 
fucking movie we to had talk a real about. Weighty discussion. Yeah. You know, finally, the, the, those three years of film school are paying off for me. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and all those years, all those years of reading Empire and being pretentious, are fucking have started working for me. So. Yeah, it's a uh, like this, this film was was great to talk about, and uh, I, I love I love action movies and all that other stuff. Mm. Like, I I love it all. You mm. know. Uh, but every now and then, it's great to just take in a true, like, adult cinema experience. Yeah. And as of this, this is a weighty film for adults, like, yeah. you know, and... Uh, and it does have train crashes in it as it well. It does. It's it's also metal as yeah. fuck. <laughs> you know, like... I'm doing the double devil horns right now, you know. Too much metal for one hand. <laughs> fuck yes. But, um... Like, it's... Uh, yeah, this movie fucking rocked, and it was a pleasure... To, to talk about it yeah and, uh, you know I you know next time of course we'll be back with a bit more of a joke heavy episode but oh, yeah. as you can you know as I'm sure anyone who's listened to her uh, show in the past it's a it's an ebb and flow like you know that is true that we, is true we, we, we're not all there's not there's nothing to joke about with Runaway Train yeah you know like the, the movie was just great you know the only things I could think to joke about were fucking were Voight's comedy mustache yeah. And even that was like his performance is too fucking good. I yeah. feel like I would be I would be disrespecting the man if I made fun of it. Yeah. You know? It's uh it's it was truly it was fucking wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, I'm Johnny Capcom uh, and you would be Sean Shorten. Absolutely. And uh, you can follow us on the Facebook page and interact with us probably more often on the Canon Films Appreciation Group. And uh, we always appreciate the people on the Canon Films Appreciation Group yeah, giving, we love us, you guys. Uh, giving us a few listens and a few bits of feedback. And uh, it's a great group to be a part of. I really I love being a part of that group. Yeah, if, if you're just a fan of movies in general, yeah. you're in good company with those people. And... Um, you know, uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm Johnny Capcom, and you're a robot. How's Sean, right? Yeah. And uh, you can find our Facebook group at um, facebook.com forward slash the Canon Canon. And obviously, the Giant Media Ball um, yep. page, you can get in contact with people there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you, it, there are many ways to reach out to us if you want to ever interact with us for any good particular reason. And um, yeah, so we're going to come back in a few weeks with. Uh, in two weeks, should yeah. I say, with uh, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, and we hope you'll join us uh, there and then. Mm. And uh, yeah, I guess it'll just be a quick goodbye from both of us. So, uh, bye. I'll catch your ass down, down the, the road. road.